It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Can you believe it? We are in the final quarter of the NBA season. The Orlando Magic have just 20 games remaining. We're going to talk about what we learned, what we saw in the third quarter of the season, and what to look ahead to here in the final 20 games on today's Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 4th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to do our third quarter review. We're already in the fourth quarter of the season. One game in, so we're not too late on this. Um, we'll talk about, we'll name our third quarter MVP, the best player of the third quarter of the season, plus look ahead to what questions remain for the Magic to answer here the rest of the season. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. But before we do any of that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, whether you're listening to us right when we upload, whether you're listening to us um, first thing in the morning, on your way to work, on your way home for work. Three weeks later, we truly appreciate you for listening to Locked On Magic whenever you do uh, every single day. Remember, the Locked On Podcast Network has a lot of great podcasts covering every team in the NBA as well as well as NFL, MLB, and college too. Check them all out wherever you download podcasts or search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The third quarter of the Orlando Magic season, honestly, these last 20 or so games for the Magic have probably been the most success that we've seen um, this season. And again, success is relative. I'm not I'm not here like celebrating everything the Magic are doing. Like this is still a young team making a lot of mistakes in need of a talent injection. We got a long way to go before we get to where we want the Magic to be. And, and we'll talk about one of the storylines that's going to be current uh, through the final 20 or so games here. Um it, 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 later on in the show. But overall, when you look at the third quarter of the season, um, the first quarter of the season was characterized by that youthful inexperience and just by the team trying to figure out what they were trying to do. The second quarter of the season was characterized as much as anything by the COVID outbreak that hit the team in December uh, and the team just trying to kind of rebuild the chemistry after being having so many guys absent, having so many guys kind of in and out of the lineup. Injuries were really the de de defining moment of the second quarter of the season. So to me, the third quarter of the season, these last 20 games, so from January 12th against the Wizards was game 42 uh, to Monday's game against the Indiana Pacers, which was game 62, 60, 63, something. There's a rounding error, so it, it could be Wednesday's game. I, I don't care. Um, it's, it, but since January 12th, we've begun to see the Orlando Magic form their identity. We've begun to see the Orlando manager kind of kind of figure out who they want to be as a team. Um, and, and Jamal Mosley figure out the right ways, the right buttons to push 
to get the Magic to be more of what they want to be. I've said this several times on this podcast. I've said, I think I said this at the beginning of the season. I will continue to kind of say it. This season is not defined by wins and losses. I don't care what the team's record is. I would like to not be the worst team in the league because that's a pride thing. But uh, and I don't think they're the worst team in the league. I think you know there's there's other things involved in that. But um, I, I think that the big goal for the season, just kind of from a a big picture standpoint, is that this team begin to show the outlines of who it wants to be. We don't need to see the full picture. We don't need to see every little bit of it. But we need to have a, a, a better understanding or um, a clearer understanding of what kind of team this wants to be when they are ready to compete. Not necessarily about being ready to compete now, not necessarily being ready to, 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 win, to win now, but what they will look like when they are successful. And so the third quarter of the season saw two things happen. First, um, in January, the Magic played really good defense. They were seventh in the league in defensive rating for the month of January, and it really felt like the Magic had figured things out defensively. So the Magic then introduced a new element in February. They started playing at a faster pace, and, and, and the paces continued to just uh, dramatically increase. So something we talked about in the wake of Wednesday's loss to the Indiana Pacers, uh, in the first three quarters of that game, the Magic played at a pace of 107 possessions for 48 minutes. In the fourth quarter of that game, they played at 90. Fourth quarter and overtime, I believe, they played at around 97. You tell me which one was more successful for this team. Pace, again, that's not always how coaches define pace, but it's also a clear sign, and it's something that the Magic are actually ranking pretty highly, and Orlando is 10th in the league in pace this year. It's the fastest pace the Magic have played at um, or the highest the Magic have ranked in pace, uh, I think since since like Dwight Howard's last year in Orlando. Um, maybe uh, maybe even before that. Maybe like it's uh, certainly not Brian Hill year. Certainly before two thousand six, uh, when Brian Hill uh, when Brian Hill was the head coach, because the Magic played at the slowest pace in the league when Brian Hill was the head coach. Um, but Orlando is is playing in a way that that they have not played at in a very very long time. Um, and and they're starting to get a distinct style now. The side effect of that in February is the Magic's defense was just uh, uh, absolutely abysmal. Um, I think they were up at around 117 points allowed for 100 possessions in February. But nonetheless, Orlando started to find an identity. And, you know, we saw that play out a bunch in these last two games against the Pacers. But Orlando is starting to put more of these pieces together. We're starting to see the team play with a lot more cohesion, with a lot more togetherness, with a lot uh, – play a more complete game. And yes, maybe Indiana's not the strongest opponent. Houston certainly isn't coming out of the all-star break. There's still a lot of mistakes being made. Their turnovers are up as they've increased their pace, which is a huge issue as well. But we're starting to, again, see the outlines of who this team wants to be. And so in that sense, these last 20 or so games, the third quarter of the season, have been a huge success. We can now point to what style the Magic want to play. The Magic want to be a physical defensive team without fouling. Again, something they're still figuring out and learning how to do. The Magic want to create turnovers. They want to create pressure. They want to protect the paint, something the Magic have been very good at this year, um, to get out and transition uh, and pick up their pace. They want to play fast, and not necessarily in terms of number of possessions, but they want to get over the midcourt line quickly, get into their offense quickly, and start moving the ball around, whether it's in pick and rolls, whether it's driving to the basket. And where we've seen the Magic struggle it's when that ball slows down, when the ball sticks, when the ball doesn't move. And so 
Orlando is starting to figure it out. Starting. I'm not saying they figured it out. They are still one of the worst offensive teams in the league, no matter how you measure it. Um, they're still struggling defensively. They're 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 starting they're starting to get themselves a little bit more right, but it, it's it's definitely still a, a long process here, and 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 something that this team is going to continue to develop. And so, for me, the last quarter of the season, this last twenty games for the Orlando Magic, are going to be all about continuing to cement that style. I got to give Jamal Mosley a ton of credit. I got to give him all his props here. He's done a really good job kind of layering this on, you know, whether intentionally or unintentionally, but he's done a good job layering things on, getting the team in the right mindset, in the right frame of mind, and getting this team bought in. Um, You know, again, we've been through plenty of these bad seasons like this um, here in Orlando over the last decade. Um, Typically, we do see by this time of year, by the third quarter of the season, when it's clear the playoffs are not happening, and again, 500 is going to be the number to get in the playoffs. The Magic are not eliminated from the playoffs yet or from the play-in tournament yet. But with 47, 48 losses, something like that, they're eliminated. They're not They're not going to the playoffs. Um, sorry if any of you were still holding out hope for that. But um, typically when you see that happen, you do see teams start to ease up. You do see teams start to say, well, it isn't our day. It isn't going to happen. You know, let's just go through the motions or let's not try and learn. Let's not try and develop. And, and I think Jamal Mosley and his coaching staff deserve a ton of credit for the way this team is bought in. Uh, you know, like even guys that may not be part of this team, like Mo Bamba was asked a question Wednesday about how this team develops. And he talked about this team as if he is certainly going to be a part of it. Um, you know, I, I I'm 50, 50 on that. I don't know if, I don't know if Mo Bamba is going to be with the team pass this year, but there is a lot of, investment and develop uh, investment from the team itself and a belief and a development that they're going to continue to grow and continue to build as, as Chumo Kiki said, after Friday's game, you can see the energy and the spirit that we have. You could see uh, Friday's game against the Rockets. Um, you can see the energy and spirit that we have. You can see how much we're fighting for each other. We're doing this while we're losing. Just imagine what it's going to be like when we, when we're winning. And there's a lot of that positivity about the Orlando magic. And again, it, it, it doesn't, feel warranted. It, it feels like it would be very, very, very easy to kind of give up these last 20 games or give up the, give up a, a, at this moment. But instead it feels like the magic are getting better. And yes, the schedule is going to lighten up. This last quarter of the season has a much softer schedule than anything the magic have seen. We all knew that after the all-star break was going to be uh, the chance for the magic to kind of build some momentum. And they've done a really good job building momentum at home. The three and two home stand in January was a huge boost to this team. The Magic had a really nice three-game homestand here where they went two and one. They, they they all have the opportunity to kind of build that momentum with so many home games to close the season, plus a, a pretty favorable schedule too. So I, I do think Orlando is going to is going to, to to continue to improve. And that's ultimately when you want what you want to see. We're gonna name our third quarter MVP and tell you why this player has really developed into a rock for this team. We'll cut. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Bet Online. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. 
And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, coverage, and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So over the last few years, I've kind of come to this exercise of, of, of taking this, these moments um, at the quarter mark of every season um, to, to just kind of review where we're at. Um, so obviously I, I looked at the third quarter and explained why I thought the third quarter was a huge victory for the Orlando Magic. But um, I, I also have gotten into the habit of just kind of checking and evaluating who the best player in each quarter was, because I think that does say something about where the team is at. In the first quarter, obviously, we had that, that star burst that we got from Cole Anthony that really changed our expectations for him and, and set a new level for, for what we want to see from Cole um, that he's kind of struggled to live up to. The second quarter of the season saw the emergence of Franz Wagner um, and, and, and and him quickly establishing himself as not just some bit player in the Magic's future, but a central part of it, a part that they've got to get more involved, of course. The third quarter of the season, as, as, I, as I noted, we saw the development uh, of consistency. And so it makes sense then that our MVP for the third quarter of the season, and I'm pretty sure it's the first time that I've since I've started doing this that I've named a different player MVP uh, for each quarter of the season, which is probably not a good thing, but we'll, we'll let that slide for now. Um, it makes sense then that the MVP of the third quarter of the season is someone who exemplified the consistency that we're that 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 we're starting to see from this Magic team. When the Orlando Magic acquired Wendell Carter from the Chicago Bulls, um, it, it you know it was seen as okay. The Magic got another center, um, one who's probably a little bit better defensively, but certainly not going to be able to carry the offensive load that Nikola Vucevic did. Who could? It was a player that was mired in inconsistency. Um, there were reports and talks that he was not confident in a shot and would often refuse to shoot. Um, even when open. And again, I think uh, I'll get into this, but we still see some of that uh, play out. But Wendell Carter was the exact kind of player who needed a fresh start, who needed a, a, a new situation, needed a new environment, needed an opportunity to just start fresh after being churned and, and not really looked well upon by a series of coaches in Chicago. In his first three years, he had three co- three different coaches, I believe, with the Bulls, um, and then going to Steve Clifford and now Jamal Mosley, that's, that's made five coaches in four years. It's a lot of instability uh, for a player who thrives on that consistency and thrives on that stability. The player the Orlando Magic have gotten this year in Wendell Carter is not the player that anyone expect that anyone saw while he was with the Chicago Bulls. But 
to me, what has been most impressive about Carter has been the way he carries himself and the way that he just continues to be this bedrock for the team, both on and off the court. It's easy to forget Wendell Carter is only 23 years old because he carries himself like a true veteran. He carries himself like he's a much older player. Whenever there's an issue with the Orlando Magic, Wendell Carter will say, you know, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, myself included. Um, you know, he understands and knows what his weaknesses are and the areas that he still needs to improve upon. And those, and, and, it's, and, and, and admits freely that he's working on them, that he's trying to get better at them. He's trying to get better at understanding when to be aggressive. He's trying to get better at understanding, uh, you know, that he has to be the defensive backstop, that he has to be more consistent across the board. But really the third quarter of the season saw Wendell Carter play at his most consistent. And it's been clear throughout the course of the season. And honestly, I think it's become increasingly clear that today Wendell Carter is the best player on the Orlando Magic. Um, it's just what you can count on him every night. In the third quarter of the season, like I said, that goes from January 12th through Monday, um, Carter averaged a team high 17.2 points per game and shot 57.8% from four, grabbed a team-high 10.3 rebounds per game. He scored fewer than 10 points just once in the entire third quarter. He played 17 of the 21 games uh, as he came back from that uh, ham hamstring injury. He scored fewer than 15 points just in just, in just seven of the, the 15 games that he played for the Magic during the third quarter of the season. More than that, he has been a defensive stalwart for the team. Orlando was not a good defensive team for much of the third quarter of the season. They gave up 111.7 points per 100 recessions, a mix of how good they were in January with how bad they were in February. But with Carter on the floor, the Magic give up just 109.2 points per 100 recessions in the third quarter of the season. So again, nearly two, near, nearly two points per 100 recessions, I don't know, two and a half points per 100 recessions better um, when Carter is on the floor. That was the best mark by a, by all regular rotation players. Only RJ Hampton, who didn't play as much because of the injury, um, had a better on-court defensive rating. Wendell Carter has just been a, a, just a, a picture of consistency for this team. He is a great screener, as Cole Anthony has talked about. He's one of the top guys in terms of screen assists for 75 possessions, according to Basketball Index. I think he's in the 89th percentile in that. Um, he's got good role impact. He is someone that very consistently just makes the right decisions, whether it's defensively, you know, using his versatility, both the guard, some of the lankier fours, as well as be a center, whether it is, uh, whether it is with his um, decision-making on offense, you know, he's not, doesn't have a ton of assists, but he, again, is in the top, I think it's the top 10% of the league in terms of screen assists per 75 possessions. Um, I think in total, he is like he's like 13th in the league in screen assists per game for the season. Um, this is a guy that just sets everybody up. And so he may not have the flashy games. He may not score 30 on a night. He may not have these big burst games, but he's just a constant drumbeat. He's just a constant guy every single night that delivers for this team. The Magic run a lot of their offense through Wendell Carter, even though it may not seem like it. He does a really good job getting the ball at the high post and kind of picking out passes. He's got that slow-mo, that slow pump fake that he freezes people on because he's enough of a shooting threat that teams have to respect him, and that creates some space for him to drive and, and attack a little bit. There are all these 
little things that Wendell Carter does that, that may not even show up in a box score. I mean, it may not be, it may be difficult to grasp, but he keeps this team going. He keeps this team ticking. And Wendell Carter is expected to miss tonight's game against the Toronto Raptors with a non-COVID illness. Watch how much the Magic's offense might sputter tonight uh, with Wendell Carter off the floor. I, I, I do, I, I, there, I am a little concerned about that, but the good news is Trumo Kiki's probably going to start. So we're going to get to see that lineup out there. Um, Wendell Carter has just been really good, and and it's it's been impressive watching you play. And yeah, we're at the point now where we expect the same things that Wendell Carter expects. That shot that he passed up in Wednesday's game, late in late in uh, late in the fourth quarter, late in overtime, I forget when it was, but he passed up on an open shot that he's got taken. He's got to shoot confidently, uh, and and so Wendell knows that there is still a lot more for him to develop. Like so many of these guys. He's still got a lot of things that he has to grow and develop and build on. He has to continue to be confident with his shot, build his shot up. And, and as he does that, he is going to be a whole lot more successful. Look, no one is sitting here saying Wendell Carter should be the best player for the Orlando Magic three, four, five years down the road. Um, you know, I think we do expect that the Magic do need an, an influx of talent. But the way Wendell Carter has played, especially this third quarter of the season, has been to add stability to a team that has often struggled to find stability. Cole Anthony, his scoring can be all over the place. Jalen Suggs is a rookie. Franz Wagner does not get involved enough. If, if there is a guy that should show more consistency, it's Franz Wagner, but he just doesn't necessarily get the ball enough to, to have that kind of consistency. Wendell Carter is someone who can, who the Magic can really kind of build things around for now and just know that the right choice, the right decision is going to get made. And especially now that Markel Fultz is back, it's definitely a very, very exciting time for the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk a little bit about what to expect from the fourth quarter of the season, the questions that we have coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick, words from, a quick word from our pals at Build Bar. You know, February, we've pretty much all given up on our New Year's resolutions. I'm trying still. I know I say that every time. I'm trying, but you know it's 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 a lot of work. You know, I may, may have to wait till after any, the magic season ends before I really kind of dive back in, and I can kind of scale back a little bit on the writing and, and the day to day stuff of the NBA season. But I'm not going to give up on it entirely. I'm not going to give up on healthy eating, and Built Bar is going to help me do that. Built Bar are the protein bars that taste like candy bars. They give you the energy that you need to get back off out of a workout, get you through to the end of your day and are just so much better than what you can find at the vending machine. If you haven't yet, try the Built Bar Puffs. These are the first ever protein-infused marshmallows. They're fluffy. They're marshmallow. They're not just a protein bar. They are a true treat, and they're covered in 1% real chocolate, so you get that chocolate fix that you need. Puffs are fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, an Orlando favorite, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, and they're so good. They're going to be your new favorite. Built Bars are low-calorie, high-protein, so you can replace your candy bar or other protein bars with these great snack options. Go to Built.com and check out the macros charts. You'll be blown away. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, and, well, you get the gist. They come in great flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. So if they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it and it'll be delicious too. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So obviously we are now in in the final quarter of the season. There are just 20 games left um, for the Orlando Magic to make a final statement for the season and to get whatever growth and learning opportunities they're looking for uh, to, to get to the offseason and build some momentum to the offseason. And, and I do think for a team like this, like I said, they've gotten better with each quarter of the season. They're playing a lot better now. Um, they're starting to figure out their identity. This this um, quarter of the season, I think, is really going to be about solidifying that identity and solidifying the, the kind of style the Magic want to play. Um, like I said, a, a big part of this season is figuring out what kind of team the Magic want to be. It's a lot about understanding and having the outlines of who the Magic are and who the Magic want to be and, wh- and what style the Magic want to play. And, and they're getting there. It's also about figuring out how to fit the players they have into that style so they know in the offseason what kind of players they need to add. So uh, there's going to be a lot of sorting going on. Um, you know, just because the Magic are rebuilding, just because, uh, you know, I don't think the Magic should be aggressively shopping anyone on the roster, doesn't mean the Magic should be looking to add players to, to either speed things up a little bit if the players allow, um, but to help supplement the players. You want to put your players in the best position. So figuring that out is a big part of the season. Figure out who fits and who doesn't with this style is a, is a big part of, of what's going on. Obviously the fourth quarter of the season is going to deal a lot with the return of, of players from injury. Um, Markel Fultz is back. He's played fantastic. His first two games while he will sit out Friday's game against Toronto. He will play Saturday against Memphis. Not a surprise on that front. It's not a surprise that Markel Fultz will not play back to backs. It's still not a surprise that Markel Fultz is playing only about 15 minutes a game. It's, it's going to be, they're probably going to keep him on a minute restriction here for the rest of the season. Um, but getting him back into the flow is really, really important. And while Jonathan Isaac is, you know, we still don't know how close he is. I would love to see him play, even if it's just for a couple games late in the season, just to get him back in the flow, get him feeling that game action. Um, obviously his recovery will, will, it will, um, will determine that if, if he can't play, he can't play. If he's not cleared to play, he's not cleared to play. Um, but getting those guys back into the flow of things is, is, is really, really important. Remember Jeff Feltman said at the beginning of the season, one of the team's goals was to reintegrate those injured players. And so obviously getting Markel Fultz back for this last quarter of the season is huge. And to see him play as well as he has has been really, really encouraging. And it's going to build some good momentum for him in the offseason where he will finally have an offseason to work on his skills. He's not doing injury recovery. He's not necessarily doing injury maintenance full time. He is truly working on his game. He really hasn't had the opportunity to do that. You know, you look at his career, obviously the first two years in Philadelphia, he was struggling um, to, to stay healthy. He finally got healthy entering this entering the game this uh, 2020 season with the Magic. Um, you know that season obviously cut short because of COVID. Um, so you know you have your COVID restrictions that kind of kept him from improving. We saw the improvements that he made from 2020 to 2021 and how he started that season um, before his knee injury ended his season, and then he was back kind of in the 
injury recovery ringer. So we want to see what Fultz looks like when he gets a summer to really work on his game, which, which certainly could be in the offing this year. Obviously, um, there is no talking about the fourth quarter of the season without mentioning the elephant in the room, that the thing that I don't like talking about, but it, it, it's certainly out there. Um, the, the, the Orlando Magic have the worst record in the league. Um, they're in the running for the worst record in the league, and they certainly could easily play themselves out of the worst record in the league. And while the top three teams do have the best odds of winning the lottery, have the same odds of winning the lottery, being that worst team does come with benefits. It essentially gives you every number combination with the number one in it. Um, if you don't get in the lottery, you end up with the fifth pick instead of a lower pick. Um, so instead of potentially a lower pick, um, you know, the Magic lost the lottery last year with the with the top odds. They were third. Um, they just snuck in to get to get there. Um, the top two teams above them still finished uh in the top three and, and or in the top four and, and got one of those those precious lottery picks. The Magic weren't able to get that. Um, and while we're all very happy to get Jalen Suggs, um, you know, even in a in a draft that isn't considered necessarily that strong like this one. Orlando needs that infusion of talent. So yes, there are probably going to be moments where we're thinking this is kind of fishy or, or you know, I, I, I'm not going to blame people necessarily for cheering on Detroit winning or Oklahoma City winning or hope or, or, or not necessarily saying the Magic losing is bad. Um, I still think it is. Uh, I think the way you lose matters. Wednesday was an inexcusable loss. The Magic should have won that game. You're up 15 at home. You need to win those games. You need to learn how to win those games. The Magic still need to seek learning opportunities um, where they can and and find success where they can. I'm not going to ever turn away from that. But the reality too is this Magic team is setting itself up for a deep, for another deep lottery pick. And the goal has to be that this is the last time the Magic are in contention with the worst pick in the draft, worst pick in the league, worst uh, worst record in the league, so they can get the top pick in the draft. The Magic need to continue moving forward, and and that's really what my focus is is when I'm watching the team play. Now, obviously. I'm not expecting a ton of wins. I'm expecting a strong finish of the season, but a strong finish of the season is not even 500 for this group. Um, it, you know, this this group needs talent and they need some luck to get that um, if they can win the, the NBA draft lottery. Um, other than that, you know, I think the Magic want to see guys continue to improve generally. Um, again, it's, it's just all about individual improvement and team improvement. We're starting to see this team come together and define its style, but I'd like to see Cole Anthony finish the season strong. Um, you know, I think his place in the Magic's future is a little bit more precarious. He's not a player that plays at the pace that the Magic necessarily want. Um, you know, I think that Orlando, that Orlando has some good guard options. Um, there's a lot of competition at that point guard spot. And so the Magic have to kind of begin clarifying roles and clarifying uh, where they see players as they continue to build and as they continue to add players to this group. So, just because the Magic's record is poor, just because we're kind of skating to the end of the season here, there's still a lot to learn for the Orlando Magic and a lot that has to be sussed out and figured out here in the final quarter of the season. And of course, it, it could be something that helps launch this team a little bit into next season. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google, or Spotify, Odyssey. All of the places and the podcast, your podcast and able listening device. You can find me on Twitter. At Philip R underscore Dean, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. We'll talk about this weekend's games with the Magic playing the Toronto Raptors tonight, uh, Friday, and the Memphis Grizzlies tomorrow on Saturday. We'll talk about those games on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. Now that you're done listening to us, though, make your second listen Locked on NBA. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. 
That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.